Hello, a beautiful evening to you. Hi, I'm Hadi Ekunle Joshua Holambimonu, and welcome to the third audio in the School of Prosperity and uh, Influence. I am super excited to have you on here today because it's been quite a roller coaster of uh, activities in the last week of joining up with the session. So, in the last few audios, we've talked about. Uh, our identity in Christ and the last audio in particular we talked about our identity in Christ we talked about the authority we have we talked about how we are new creations we talked about a lot of things we talked about how it is important for us to understand our positions you see sometimes it is lack of understanding of position that gives human beings problems so you can have power okay but if you do not have information I mean if you are not aware that there is power within you, you are as good as powerless. So, in our previous audio, we discussed that uh, extensively, and we want to continue on that note by talking about exploring our identity and authority in Christ Jesus. So, today we want to continue exploring our identity and authority in Christ Jesus. So, in the previous audio, we've already ascertained that if a man is in Christ, he is a new creation and so by default all things are passed away and all things become new that was our anchor scripture that if any man be in christ he is a new creature everything is gone away so whatever used to happen to you in that your family you came from you no longer belong to that family so we talked about learning to now come to the place where you accept the fact that you no longer belong to that family it is not up to you to come to that point where you accept it. So unless you accept, that is why that is how the battle of acceptance came up. So unless you learn to accept the reality that you are in, okay, you are still liable to attacks. You are still liable to shakara from the devil and his minions, as many as they may be. So I want us to rely. I want us to okay. So if you if you're not listening to the previous audio, you I would like you to go back to it. And uh, you know, take more time to listen to it. So let's continue on this today. So today we want to explore our identity and authority in Christ. All right. So in our anchor, uh, in our anchor scripture, which is a Second Corinthians five seventeen, we said that if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. If any man be in Christ. He is a new creature. Any man, he does not, he does not segregate. Any man, it can be anyone, it can be you, it can be, it does not even have to be with age. Second Corinthians five seventeen. All right, so it says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold. All things are become new. All things are become new. All things, all things. Please, I want us to lay emphasis on all things. It is important for you to understand that all things mean all things. Like all things by default means all things. Nothing is left out. All things become new. So it means that the behavior, the habits, all of them should have gone. Mm-hmm. 
the bad uh, the nature you had the lies the the problems the warfare the spiritual battles the marks the generational causes all things have passed away we emphasized this last week and i would like us to you know continue from there today so i want us to so today our anchor scripture is going to be from the book of romans chapter 8 verse 19 to 22 the first thing i want us to understand today okay is that as creations that we have as new creatures that we have we exist amongst other creations as new creations that we have we exist among other creations okay that have been that have been in existence that are not new all right so romans 8 19 to 22 if you're there you can read along there it says that for the earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestations of the sons of god for the creature was made subject to vanity not willingly but by reason of him who had subjected the same in hope 21 because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of god let me say it again 21 because the creature itself shall be delivered okay from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of god it means that this is telling us that before okay we were in the bondage before we accepted jesus christ as a personal lord and savior we were in the bondage of corruption but because we have accepted him by faith we have now been translated okay into the glorious liberty emphasis on liberty glorious liberty that is you are free you are free you have dominion glorious liberty of the children of god for we know 22 for we know that the whole creation groaneth and traveleth in pain together until now this is telling us that the whole creation as we know it they are traveling in pain okay they are groaning and this is evident in our everyday life i can assure you that every day you go out every day you're going out every day you are going across the street you are going out you see people with challenges you see people with problems there are so many problems in the world there are so enough complaints around you in fact to even make you think that we should give up on this world all right there are so many problems so many so um, issues sickness poverty mention it so many problems in the world today that are battling the creature and because of these problems because of these are challenges that they are facing the bible says there that they are groaning in pain they groan it and travel that is romans 8 21 for we know that the whole creation nobody is left out the rich the poor the middle class nobody is left out everybody is affected by whatever is happening in the universe the problems when covid came it affected everybody so when we have issues the whole creation travailed and groaned in pain together until now so until now means that now there is a solution and in 20 it says that for the okay in the 19 rather for the earnest expectation of the creature awaited for the manifestations of the sons of god so now until we begin to manifest 
okay the environment we find ourselves in the uh the area we find ourselves in the country we find ourselves in will continue to groan in pain and travel because they are waiting for the manif- for our own manifestation i want you to understand that your environment your community your world your universe is waiting for your manifestation and until you manifest they will continue to groan in pain So you have to understand this that when you accepted the lord jesus as your personal savior it is not just it is okay so you have received the power to dominate you have received the power to recreate you have received the power to manifest there is a power in you that has that god has given unto you that day all things the day you accepted jesus christ as your personal lord and savior he has given unto you all things that pertain unto life and godliness Godliness is a state of being a God. God has given unto you all things that pertain unto life and godliness. So, because you have received all of these things, the heart should you should manifest so that the heart can what? The heart can glorify God through you. We are still exploring our identity and uh, authority in Christ Jesus. It is, it is important for us to understand this first point that unless you begin to manifest, alright, so the, the reason the con- this country, I want to tell you particularly now, that the reason this country has not been progressing forward the way it should have been, is because the sons of God have not been manifesting enough. If you and I, if everyone that is born of God, okay, if everyone that is born of God is, begins to manifest today, we will easily bring more people to Christ, we will easily, easily drive more solutions. I want you to understand that it is because the sons of God are refusing to manifest. That is why people that seem to not know God, okay, they are the ones discovering secrets to inventions. It should not be so. You have with you, you have inside you an everlasting supply. You have received all things that pertain to life and godliness. So it is until you learn to manifest, you should be a creator, you should be an inventor, you should not be just any other person. So it is important for us to understand these things. It is very, very important for us to come to a place where we understand these things. So you have to come to a place where you understand all God has given you all things. All things. No, there's no point battling yourself, disturbing yourself about it. You have received all things. And unless you manifest, okay your world will continue to remain in chaos so if there is a problem around you god has put you in that position to to solve that problem that is the beautiful thing so every time you find yourself in the midst of a problem or you notice a problem in the society god is pointing your attention to it so that you can solve the problem all right so the first thing i want us to establish today is that the ns expectations of creation <clears throat> sorry is that what will manifest let me repeat again for the NS expectation of the creator waited for the manifestation of the sons of god they are waiting for you to manifest i am waiting for you to manifest your neighbors are waiting for you to manifest for the creature was made subject to vanity so all of those people that you are seeing that they are proud 
they are going through the things they are going through. It is not that the, the scripture is saying is that, that they are made subject to vanity, not willingly. It is not they did not willfully give their life to these vanities you are saying. Okay, but by reason of him who have subjected the same in hope. So when you see people pursuing vanity, it is because that they have hope that these vanities can save them. When you see people pursuing money, it is because they have hope that these monies can save them, can give them the kind of life they desire. It is the Bible says there that they have been fooled. Okay, they have been fooled by the same person who subjected them in hope. So the creator, the people around you that you should have. So every time you are looking at someone that does not have Jesus Christ as his personal Lord and Savior, you should pity them because they have been made subject to vanity. And it is not their fault. So you have to understand this, that they are groaning in pain and it is up to you to manifest. When you begin to manifest the power of God, people will give glory to God over your life. Okay, the people will begin to give glory to God over your life, and they will want to know God. I want us to understand this. So, it is important for us to come to this place that we have an authority in Christ. This is our identity. We are gods. For God has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. So, there is always this notion that maybe God does not want us to do something. Maybe God does not want us to proper prosper. You know, I grew up into the notion that uh, being poor, okay, being poor is somehow God's will for true Christians. It is not true, please. It is not true. God wants you to prosper. He wants you. I've said this before. God wants you to prosper. God is not angry at you. When he look at you, he's smiling. When he look at you, he's seeing a son. Regardless of your sins, Jesus Christ, I, 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 as soon as you can come into the place where you have accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, okay, confess your sins. Okay, you are born of God. As soon as you have accepted him, you are born of God. So even when you make mistakes, as the Father, he will correct you in a loving manner. So long as you are not a consistent transgressor, who we'll comes to transgressors later? So I want us to I want to show you something else uh, quickly. Romans five uh, one to three. In the book of Romans five one to three, you see here that it says that therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So understand this: you have peace with God. The first king in the Bible that said he has peace. You can imagine what happened to him. Solomon was the first king in the Bible that said, God gave me peace all around. He said, I have peace. And God, Solomon happens to be one of the most successful men till date. Solomon had to be, he, he, he continued to be one of the most successful men till date because he had peace with God. God gave him peace. Now, what this, this scripture is now telling us in Romans 5 11, sorry, Romans 5 1, that therefore, having been justified by faith, it is not by anything we did, it is not by anything you do. By faith, you have been justified by faith, you have peace with God. You have peace. So, because you have peace with God, God is smiling at you and blessing the things you lay your hands upon as long as they align with his instructions as long as you are walking in the will 
you have peace with him and the, these things will begin to manifest in an heavenly manner. So I need you to understand this. So it is now a question of faith. Because the Bible says that therefore having been justified by faith. Okay? He continues in, in, in verse 2. It says, By whom also we have access by faith. Emphasis on faith here. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. By whom also we have access by faith unto this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. So, it means that if you are going to understand your identity, if you are going to use your identity in Christ well, and if you are going to explore and manifest, you need faith. You need to have faith. You need to have faith. You need, faith is a very important, because it is impossible, it is impossible to please God without faith. It is practically impossible to please God without faith. Let's look at the book of Romans 1.17. Romans 1.17. If you are there, we can read together. It says that, For therein, okay, is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Listen to me. The Bible is saying here in Romans 1.17 that the just shall live by faith. The just, the chosen one, the just, people that God has imputed his righteousness unto. That is, if you are a child of God and you have not learned to live by faith, ha, it is a very terrible place to be. I can tell you practically because I was there and it is a terrible place to be. If you cannot live by faith as a child of God, if you are living based on the circumstances around you, if you are living based on the situations in the world, and you are not living by faith, it is a big problem. Because then, you will, there are a lot of philosophies, there are a lot of wisdom in the world today, there are a lot of in, uh, in, in, insinuations, alright, that unless you stand your, you build your faith on the word of God and in God, it is impossible to survive. The just shall live by faith. So, the key, the first key, okay, to opening this manifestation, the first key to manifesting as the son of God, as the son of God that you are on this earth is faith. Having faith. The Bible says that for the just shall live by faith. It is a very terrible, I've said it before, that it's a very terrible thing for someone that is called that has accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior to not live by faith. Please, as a Christian, you are not supposed to live by worldly understanding. As a Christian, you are not supposed to live by worldly understanding. You are not supposed to live by the news you hear. You are not supposed to live by the papers you read. You are not supposed to live by the things you hear around you. You are not supposed to live by the circumstances and situations around you. Even when things do not seem to be happening, you understand that by faith your God, the God you serve, will supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory. Faith is so important. Faith is so important. Faith is so important. So what then, what then is faith? Maybe we should uh, <laughs> define faith. Because some people used to think that maybe we should, we should explain it once and for all. Faith is not just confidence in the word of God. 
Faith is not just trusting God that God can do it. Faith is not just understanding that God can do it. No. Faith, okay, is something that is imputed into you when you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior and begins to grow within you. So, you can receive, you can have faith, okay, and it will remain stagnant. As a matter of fact, everyone that is born of the Spirit has faith. But the strength and the level of your faith depends on a clause. There is a condition to how strong your faith can be. I will read that condition to us now very soon. But let us first understand faith. So, faith is understanding that God is able to do what he says he will do. Okay? And building your life on that word. Okay? Building your life on the word of God. Insisting that this that God has said it will happen is what you will allow to happen. Even when it seems that other things are happening. That is faith. Faith is something you experience. And as you begin to experience it, it justifies you. That's why the Romans 5.1 says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, you practice it. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God. It is important to understand this. Very, very important. So, Romans 10, let us look at the book of Romans, chapter 10, verse 6. I'm reading from 6 to 17. Now, look at it. But the righteousness which is of faith, alright, speaketh on this wise, say not in thy heart, who shall ascend unto heaven, that is, to bring Christ down from above, or who shall descend into the deep, that is to bring Christ again from the dead. But what saith it? The word is near thee, even in your mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Faith. Now, let's look at uh, 9. That if thou should confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, do shall be saved. You will be saved. You see that the beginning of faith is on that is believing that Jesus Christ died for you, okay? And you confess with your mouth that is your Lord G is your Lord and your personal savior. You shall be what? You shall be saved. And a translation will happen instantly. And when that translation happens, you have received the sp- a new spirit and a new life that carries both the righteousness of God and has faith as one of the gifts. So if you look at it, faith is one of the gifts of the Spirit. It's one of the fruits of the Spirit. It is not something that you pray for. It is something that will manifest as you begin to grow in the Spirit. It is a fruit. Alright? So moving forward, that is 10. Romans 10, 10. For that wherefore with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. For with your heart you believe unto righteousness. And with your mouth you confess unto salvation. With your mouth you confess unto salvation. 11. For the scripture saith, For, for whosoever believeth on him should not, will not be ashamed. Okay? For there is no difference between the Jews and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. So, before you can be qualified to call upon him and have faith in him, 
you must have first believed that it's your personal Lord and Savior and received him. This is the foundation. Alright? 14. Okay, so... Uh, 13 rather. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call upon him whom they had not believed? And how shall they believe in him whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Okay? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of them that teach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah said, Lord, who hath believed our report? 17. So then, faith cometh by hearing. So then, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I would like to explain that verse simply. So look, that, look at it. The first condition is that you must first, first hear. So if before you can even believe that Jesus Christ died for you on the cross of Calvary, you, have, you must have heard the gospel of peace. You must have heard the gospel of the Lord Jesus. You must have heard the gospel first. So by hearing, you believed. Okay. By hearing, you believed and became saved and received faith. Alright? And then your faith comes again by hearing. Hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now what the Bible is saying here is that first, if you must build your faith, it has to be built on the word of God. And it is not just by reading alone, it is by confessing. That is what the Bible was referring to as saying as hearing. So when you say someone is confessing, when you are saying something or you are confessing the word of God, who is the first person to hear your confession is you. When you are, whenever you are confessing the word of God, this is how confessions work. The first person to conf- to hear your confessions is you and they build your spirits. So by confessing the word of God consistently, okay? By confessing the word of God that you have studied, meditated upon and heard, by confessing them, you hear them again and you are building your faith on it. The same way that when we confess things in the normal world, okay? That we, when we confess things in the normal world, we build confidence from it and get it. It's the same way when you confess the word of God, you increase your faith. You build your faith. For by without faith, it is impossible to please God. So having said that we have an authority in Christ Jesus, and if we have faith, we have peace with Christ Jesus, okay? And if we have faith, we have power, okay? And if we have faith, we have we have received everything that pertains unto life and godliness if we have faith. No wonder Jesus said that if you have faith even as small as a mustard seed, you will say unto this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and it shall be done for you, it shall be so. That is what Jesus said. No wonder he said so. You know, there was another part in the Bible that Jesus Christ asked that, okay, so when he came back, will he still be able to meet faith in this world? He did not ask about any other thing, he asked about faith. Because he understands that people do not want to read. You must give time to study the word of God so that you can build your faith in it. Alright? So, if we have all of these things, what then is our problem? Ignorance. We have said this since the beginning of, the, of this session 
that ignorance is your problem. See, all of these things, if you have come to the understanding and still can't take up action point or create time to study the word of God, ignorance will still battle with you. I want to, uh, in our next audio, we're going to, in all of the audios, we're going to be talking about the parable of the sower. Okay, we're going to be talking about the parable of the sower, but that's definitely not today. In one of our review sessions, we're going to be ta- talking about the parable of the sower. See, if you allow ignorance to deal with you, okay, let us look at the book of Galatians again. Galatians 4 1. Galatians 4 1. Galatians 4 1. He said, Now I say that the hair, as long as he is a child, differeth nothing from a servant, though he be lord of all. So, this is what ignorance is doing to you. Ignorance is now making you not different from an unbeliever. Ignorance is making you look like the people that are calling themselves the slaves of God. Ignorance is now making you appear as if you have no God. Ignorance is now allowing the devil to deal with you the way he likes. Ignorance has now, is now the reason why you are behaving the way you behave. Ignorance. Ignorance is why you are now living your life according to worldly circumstances, not by faith. Ignorance is why the devil has been man- has managed to cage us for such a long time. Ignorance has now been why you have not been able to walk in signs and wonders. Ignorance has now been the reason why you are unable to manifest as the true son of God. Why? Because as long as the hair, as long as he's a child, because since the day you have received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you have remained a child. You have remained a child. You have remained a child. And unless you come to a place where you study the word of God so that you can mature, you might not be able to experience the fullness of God. See, there is something I understand that as you fellowship more with God, the fullness of God will be revealed unto you. So the more you fellowship with him, the more his fullness you experience, the more his fullness you enjoy, the more authority and power you have. Sorry, you can use, I mean you can use, not have per se, because you already have it. You can use. So, because sometimes you can have power that you don't know. I pray for you this moment that ignorance will no longer deal with you. I pray for you in the name of Jesus that you will find time to study the word of God and you will be like, because the Bible says that ye shall know the truth. And when you have understanding of this truth, it will set you free. Okay. Ignorance. Ignorance. Lastly, I want us to I want to show something. So if you must enjoy all of the things that I want to show us what fellowshipping with God really looks like, alright? So, because you must understand that you have to deal with ignorance and remove ignorance out of your life. And how do you do that? It is by study. Giving yourself to study of the Word of God and studying Spirit-inspired materials. The beautiful thing is that when you are studying the Word of God, studying two or more Spirit-inspired materials, you will discover that everything will begin to appear alive to edify you. That is how the Spirit of God works. When you begin to study the Bible along with two or more spirit uh, inspired materials and you begin to study them together, it will look as if the Holy Spirit is communicating the same thing to you, though these materials are different. And everything will begin to tally together and you begin to be edified more. And your faith will be continue to strengthen.
important for us to understand this. Very, very important. So, let me quickly show you how fellowship, what fellowship with God really can be like. There's a favorite psalm in the Bible. When I was a small child, we used to read this psalm, Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. Psalm 23, verse 1. <laughs> so, we've been reading this thing. Is almost, there was almost a song when we were little. And so, let me sing it to your ears again. It says that the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Not for your sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointed my head with oil, my cup runneth over. My emphasis for today, we're still going to talk about other places. Alright? So, my emphasis for today, anyway, is verse 4 alright fellowship when you are fellowshipping with God it becomes your shepherd and when you fellowship with God you cannot want you cannot lack any good thing you, when you see that's what the Bible says seek first the kingdom of God and its fullness and every other thing will be added to you every other thing so when you fellowship with God it will be your shepherd indeed and you will not want. You will not want. It will make you to lie down. It will, it will give you a good harvest. It maketh me to lie down in green pastures. It will give you a good harvest, okay? Okay? It, because he is, he is the one leading you. Two says, he leadeth me by the still waters. When you allow God to lead you because you are fellowship with him, you will get this reward. Now, look at this. Eh? He says that in four, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for God is with you. Okay. He now says that his rod and his staff, they comfort you. His rod and his staff, they comfort me. Though I walk, so it means that there is a process for me before I get to the table he has prepared before me. There is a process for me before my cup can run over. I must go through the shadow of the valley of the shadow of death and fear no evil. There is a process where I have to pass through that is likened to the valley of the shadow of death and I must fear no evil because I must have faith in God because he is with me. And in order for me to keep going in the valley of the shadow of death, I want to understand that every time you are in a trying time, every time you are in the trying process, every time you are going through tough times, I want you to understand that you are currently going through the valley of the shadow of death. If you are in your process of building right now, I want you to understand that you are going through the valley of the shadow of death. And you must fear no evil because God is with you. But there is a condition if God must stay with you. You must enjoy his rod and his staff. The Bible says that your rod and your staff, they comfort. This is, I think this was David speaking by the ministration of the Holy Spirit. He says that your rod, my, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. The condition for you to be able to endure the valley of the shadow of death is that his rod and his staff must comfort you. What is God's rod and staff? When you look at a shepherd, the rod of a shepherd is, the, is what he uses to direct the animals. 
the rod and the staff is what they used to direct. They direct the sheep. What God, what did, what did, the Bible was referring to here is that if you must go through the valley of the shadow of death with your faith intact, getting better, because God is with you, you must pay heed to what God is saying. You must listen. You must listen to God. Get his will at every point in his life, his staff. And get his spoken word, the scriptures, his rod. And both of them must comfort you. The will of God that is ministered unto you through the Holy Spirit must comfort you. You must stay in them. And the will of God that is communicated to you and revealed to you through the scriptures, okay, you must stay in them. Those are his rod and his staff. They must comfort you. If, it don't, if they do not comfort you, the valley of the shadow of death is likely going to swallow you. The valley of the shadow of death is likely going to strain you down. The valley of the shadow of death is trying going to make you where I stay, you know, stay at a point. If you must pass through the valley of the shadow of death with authority, you must continue to build your faith because he is with you through his rod and his staff. I'd like to stop here today. As I believe that you dwell on the things that we share together. Today we've discussed and ex- we've explored our identity and authority in Christ more. And we have also identified what has been keeping us from behind. And I just showed you now that you, if you must go through these times, okay, if you must build of your faith, God's rod and his staff must comfort you. And we have defined what God's rod and his staff is. His rod and staff are his words both written in the scriptures and the word ministered to you by the holy spirit it is important that you have these things and they must comfort you at all times unless you come to a place where god's rod and staff comfort you and help you to build your faith you might stay longer than necessary in the valley of the shadow of death i pray for you this evening that you will find comfort in god's rod and staff that you will find comfort in the word of God, that you will find comfort and solace and growth, faith in the word of God, both spoken to you and written in the scriptures in the name of Jesus. Thank you very much for joining the School of Prosperity and Influence. Have a nice day.